everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the Double XP Podcast, your one-stop shop for video game news, personal opinions, and the occasional rabbit hole. I'm that guy who's going to mispronounce your name and spell everything wrong, Mike. <laughs> and I'm the guy who isn't going to remember your name after you told me for the 5th or 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, or 10th time. It's going to take me a little bit of little bit of practice. But my name is Patrick. Who are you again? Oh, Patrick. Oh, okay. I'll remember this time. Well, Welcome. Uh, Patrick, we've got an episode in front of us, don't we? Oh, man, this one's going to be a humdinger. Oh, isn't it? It's a, this been is, a jam-packed this, weekend full of... This one is making up for all the news we didn't have. Oh, that there you go. Yep. The news <laughs> that we didn't have. That's the name of this episode. It's all, it's all, it's all coming out now. <laughs> yeah, episode 24, the news we didn't have. All the news we didn't have. Ooh, yeah. Truth. So... As most of you know, this past weekend, a lot of different press conferences happened because it was supposed to be the time of E3, but E3 is not a thing right now because of the pandemic. And so, therefore, everything was held digitally and online. So yep. there were lots and lots and lots of things going on. Yeah, lots of non-E3, non-press conferences or whatever they wanted to call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, just a little breakdown of what we're going to be going over today. We'll be talking about the non-E3 press conferences that took place over the past few days, such as the PlayStation 5 reveal, woot woot, Tiny yeah. Builds non-press conference, and the three-day-long Guerrilla Collective right beside the Future Games show. So much there. How, there I mean, how many hours of video came out this weekend? I think... <laughs> it was like it was like 11 hours of video game news or something like that. And I'm perfectly fine with that. It beats... I mean, it's 11 hours of video game news comes nowhere compared to like three or four days at a con but oh well still. yeah but however the 11 hours of gaming news we got this weekend was more than like we got in the last two months that's also true which is very <laughs> great i know it's it's nice to actually have something so patrick before we get into all this and the knit and grit and go over everything how you been man i've been pretty good uh this been uh getting you know settled back in after vacation a couple weeks ago and Everything's starting to normalize. Oh, but today uh, I've been in the process of registering for classes for school. Ooh, look at you going to get that piece of paper that says, give me a job in this That's, degree. Yeah, this thing says, oh, you're worth something. You're always worth something, regardless what that paper says. Hey, that's true. That's true. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's gonna be fun. Trying to be working a full time job and trying to do school full time. And I have a family, so hopefully it's all worth it in the end. Hopefully, that's, hopefully. that's been that's exciting. I'm I'm not like dreading it or anything. Oh, that's good. That's good. Family first. That's right. Then work. Then school. That's priority. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. So you got back into streaming. Uh, yeah, I've been streaming. Uh, I streamed. Well, I streamed last night. And that was my third stream since I come back. So I don't know. They've been pretty good. Uh, been averaging somewhere around four, four and a half viewers concurrently. Um, How do you so get a good. half a viewer? Like only half a viewer? Yeah, like it's just their top half or left half. You need to start. You need to start let play anything fun. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. Ooh, that's yeah, uh, my... basically soccer but with cars, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of. It's, it's right up your alley. It is more like soccer than any any other sport, but. Uh, like I tell people, I mean, it's been out for a while, so most people have played it. But like I tell people who haven't, there's no other game in this world that really gives you the skills to play this game. So everybody who starts it sucks. You're all on the same level. You just have to keep practicing. So it's really cool. It's an even playing field for for newbies. 
Mm, fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. that type of person. I can't play those type of games. I give up after the first time and be like, nope, done. <laughs> like that. That's all I have for that one. Yeah, that's nice. I've also yeah. been back at streaming. Uh, I beat all three of the Bioshocks on stream. I was like, I'm going to do it. I did it. Here I am. Very nice. I know. And I rewarded myself by buying six more games to put in my backlog. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now you're only up to like 1,092. Uh, no. I'm not that crazy. I'm up to like 1,003. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Still over 1,000. Uh, well, give or take. Yeah. But that was a fun little ordeal. I was happy to get back on the stream. I got to play around with all the settings on Streamlabs and get all that going up its dozy. One of my yeah. buddies actually texted me a screenshot of my stream and he's like, You're doing so good. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. And then I didn't we had think that, about this. We had that weird problem the other night for one of your streams where like your screen yeah. went all weird and that was crazy. I'm telling you, it was that it was that hack. It was that hacking that's going on. I'm blaming all that yeah. now. Well, we're gonna I don't go know. I don't know what happened. I literally streaming. Patrick comes on. He's like, uh, your stream's all messed up. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I pull it up and then poof, my stream looks like it just someone took paint and just rubbed it across the screen. And that's all you saw. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because I had been watching it for a minute and everything was fine. And I, I said hi. And then it went all weird. And I was like, uh, what the heck happened? Oh, see, it was you. You said hi to my stream. My stream got like nervous and flustered, and it's like it's it's Patrick. Oh God, freeze! I apologize. I apologize. That was my fault. Oh, That's why I didn't show up to the stream. next one. Oh, I didn't want to ruin it. Well, it's okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna start streaming Blasphemous. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a Metroidvania style game that I've been having an eye on, and it finally went on sale, fifty percent off. I was like, I'll pay twelve dollars for this. Yeah. Yep. Eshop had a huge sale this past few days. Unfortunately, yeah. by the time this airs, the eShop sale will be over with. Yeah. Let's see. But there's another sale going on though. Uh that will go through this weekend. Alright. So uh on to the news portion. For those of you that don't know, Tiny Build is an indie game developer and publisher famously known for the Hello Neighbor series of games, the upcoming Kill It with Fire, which we spoke about on a previous episode totally reliable delivery service and much much more Uh, they had their non-e3 non-press conference going over some of their new games that are coming out and their biggest ordeal was the hello guest which is another spinoff of the hello neighbor the fun part about it is that was pretty crazy yeah that's a fun game i mean i don't get me wrong i started playing the games after i read the books and since now i know the backstories behind everything i feel more like, uh, I know what you're doing here, Mr. Peterson. I see you. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so during their non-E3 non-press conference, they gave a 17-minute gameplay demo of Hello Guest. And the premise behind Hello Guest is you are working the graveyard shift at the Golden Apple Amusement Park, which uh, lore behind that is it's in the books. It's the amusement park Mr. Peterson worked in before you went crazy. And the character you're playing as in the demo itself, I don't know who all the full playable characters are, but in the demo, you're playing as Mrs. Peterson, his wife. Mm. And you're just basically being the security guard and keeping up with maintenance on the grounds of the amusement park. But there's some weird creature that is stalking you and it follows you and it's trying to catch you. But if you shine a light on it or anything like that, it seems like it just backs away and goes and hides somewhere. So yeah. you have to do your duties, but you also have to keep yourself alive. 
by checking your surroundings and making sure this weird creature isn't coming at you. It's kind of like more of a free roam style of Five Nights at Freddy's is what I was feeling. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like. Uh, also, he, he kind of lures you out by vandalizing the place. Exactly. So like and like he'll light minions. something on fire and you have to go put out the fire. And then as you're coming back, you like look like look behind you and he's like poking out from behind a tree. And then when you turn around he, and take off running, he takes off chasing you. But then you turn around and he's hiding behind something again. And there was like different things you could do, like set up a generator and then set up a light, plug it into the generator. But the generator only had so much fuel. So the light, the light is shining on the gate door or whatever, and it's not letting him come through it. But when that light goes out, he's like instantly through it. Yep. That's the Hello Neighbor engines at work yeah. for you right there. Yeah. And then it, and, and the way it was like Five Nights at Freddy's is it, or what it looked like anyway, is when uh, when that when that creature got really close to the main character, the game was like, boom, and it like they're like like right in your face and then it was black yep and i guess you start over i don't know uh, you just start you start back at the beginning yeah, yeah. And i think everything would reset because i know in hello neighbor and hello neighbor hide and seek it was if you got caught you start all the way back at the beginning but in hello neighbor secret neighbor you got caught game over because oh. secret neighbor was uh it's kind of like the whole dead by daylight aspect of video gaming yeah you've got yeah. one person playing mr peterson and then you've got the four kids, five, is it five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. You've got the five kids that are trying to break into the house and get into the basement. Ah. Yeah. So good game. It was a good little 30-ish minute press conference. A half yep. of it was just about this one game. Uh, but other than that, they did talk a little bit more on Kill It With Fire. Uh, it's coming along smoothly, it seems. Uh, yeah. I, again, can't wait for that one. Yeah, Kill It With Fire, it looks like a hilariously fun game. Oh, absolutely. Find that spider and kill it, no matter what. <laughs> Just destroy whatever you can. And However if you need you to use fire, use fire. If you want to use a gun, an axe, anything. Just kill that spider. Use liquid knife. Blow it up. Yep. Use a grenade. Okay. RPG? If you have one. All right. Machete it is. That's right. Sweet. So next was one of the biggest ones. This was yeah. taken over for four days. Three? The fourth? Uh, no. Three 13th, 14th, 15th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was the Gorilla Collective Online Digital Games Festival to reveal fresh announcements, trailers, reveals from some of the hottest publishers and developers around the world. The Gorilla Collective is hosted by Greg Miller and produced it by Media Indie Exchange, The Mix, with Kind of Funny yeah. Games Showcase. That was a there was a whole bunch in those three days. And like the first day was a whole bunch of like brand new stuff. The second day was brand new stuff and expounding upon the first day. And the third day was brand new stuff and expounding upon the first two days. So like some of the games you found on day one, you got like big gameplay trailers instead of just teaser trailers on the third day. And you so also this, got developer and publishers like commentary on it about like this is why yeah, we yeah, made yeah. it, this is why we did this, and this is what's going on here. Yeah, lots of cool stuff for this. Actually, it, it might be worth going back and watching again just to really focus on everything that's happening because there was a lot. I know we're going to be talking about a few of the games that we sell that stock out to us here in a little bit on it. Yep. Uh, but to wrap it up, we've got the future game show is Game Radar's premier digital showcase event set during the former E3 weeks. Because, again, Corona, no E3. Here we are sitting at home and actually getting all the stuff being thrown at our face via screen. Yep. Which will show the most exciting and anticipating games for 2020 and beyond. 
We're going to take a deep dive into some of these games that stuck out to us and share our opinions and takeaways for these. So <laughs> buckle up because this is going to be a long one. Yeah. Oh, oh don't by forget, the way, we also got to do the PS5 stuff too. Yeah. PS5. Yeah, that was that. Well, PS5 had the reveal <laughs> a bunch of games and what the system looked like and we kind of got uh, some ideas of what the price might be. Who knows? It's all speculation and leaks right now. Yep. But as of this Friday right now, if you are listening to us via podcast service, just know the new Pokemon DLC is finally out. It is released. Well, yep. so go update your Pokemon Sword of Shield and go get in that new Wildlands. Yeah. I'm going to go find an Absol. See? I love Absol. I do too. As we've done in previous episodes, today in gaming history. 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 Exactly. 11 years ago today, Guitar Hero Smash Hits came out. Ooh. That was a good, that was a good, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess it was a separate game, but it was like the like the best hits from all the other games before it. That was a good one. We all know everybody played Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, man. Flicking the little flicker and then hitting all the buttons at the top. Wishing you could play through the fire and the flames an expert, but knowing that you're going to get two seconds into the song and fail. Yeah. It's going unless you had, like, instant fail turned off. <laughs> yeah, unless you, you could play without without the ability to fail, and then uh, you make it all the way through the song. Absolutely. I did that a few times. <laughs> oh, goodness. What, what a fun game. Good memories. It was, and they are. And then Drum Hero, and then all these other heroes came out, and then Dance yep. Dance Revolution was a thing back in the day. Oh, Lorish nostalgia. Oh, that was great stuff. Yeah. Now we have Beat Saber, so I'm perfectly happy with that. Exactly. <laughs> Just waving your arms around like a wacky weeble flavor arm flailing tube man. Yeah, yeah, weebles wobble, but they don't fall they don't fall down. I'd hope I don't fall down. I fell <laughs> down once while wearing VR, and that's because I got vertigo for like a good minute. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Don't don't look down and then try to jump at the same time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing the camera go whoop, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> that was it for you. You're like, all right, time to lay down. Yep, Not my choice. Just, just taking these off. I'm going to wait till I get my new glasses. I'm going to go lay down and cry in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like the right thing to do. It was. It really, really was. Dude, all right. Speaking of music games, the first game on the list uh, No Straight Roads. Yeah. Yeah. Music game, sort of. It, it's like a rhythm. It's like a rhythm action game. <laughs> yeah. So it, it looks pretty no crazy. Roads. Let's see. Lead the musical revolution in No Straight Roads, a rock and roll action adventure. The minds of Juan Hazard. Again, I told you, I'm not going to be able to pronounce names. Final <laughs> Fantasy fine. 15. And some other person whose name I do not want to butcher, but they're from Street Fighter Five. Yes. Explore Vinyl City and fight musical megastars on your journey to defeat the opposing EDM empire NSR and experience an action-packed adventure that's smashed together with rhythm-infused third-person combat and kick-ass soundtrack. So yeah, this, this game has this actually game been cool. Yeah, it's been stuck out to me for quite a while. I got to uh, watch and play the demo at PAX, and it was pretty nifty. The way it worked was like every time you go to a certain area and you take like the little way to get to the boss, like if there were like obstacles in the way, they would like harmonize with the beat of the music. Yeah. So like sometimes the fire would go higher if the like the song was getting like really rapid 
or sometimes yep. it'd be low if it was like like a smoother song that was going on. So everything just correspond with the music that was going around you. So I yeah. thought it was pretty neat. You got two antagonists that you got to play through, and from what they showed us on the what they showed us on the press conference. There you go, the Gorilla the Collective. Yeah, the commentary. Let's see, that was on day two, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the combat in this game looks very interesting because there's like times where you're having to do. It's quite literally a rhythm game where you're having to dodge things or hit the things at the right time, and it's rhythm and it's like playing Guitar Hero or or Just Dance or something like that. Yes, from the press conference, I was able to see that there's a lot more dialogue and intellect with it, where yes, it comes to with yes. like the two main characters talking back and forth, and then like the main protagonist girl, whose name I do not know at this moment. Like she will badmouth the enemies that are just like doing things that just gets on her nerves. Yeah. But she seems like that very fun, bubbly type of girl. Like her eyes are stars and she gets super excited at certain things. So I'm I'm ready for this. I I'm I, I'll get it on Switch. I know that for a fact. So bring on no straight roads for me. So what the what this kind of reminds me of, but it, I mean not not exactly, but it kind of has the inklings of to me is that old game Brutal Legend. With Jack Black. Oh, that was a double fine game. I loved it. <laughs> Dude, that game was yes, so Yes, it was. It's not even close to being the same kind of game. But this game has the slight, the slight, that slight feel to me where it's music based and it's got a whole bunch of dialogue and stuff. And you got to beat up the other music people. Just like in Brutal Legend. But instead of beating up the other music people, you'd have the, like the hack and slash kind of action adventure side. Yeah, and, and then you, when it's the time to go, set up a stage and exactly you have you the have battle of the bands. Music. Yeah, dude, that was so much fun, and the it soundtrack was. was really good. It really was. I have that game somewhere. I'm gonna play I it do too. That game was phenomenal. Yeah, Jet Black. I mean, it's Double Fine. I love anything Double Fine. I'm a hype Jet boy. Black and Double Fine coming together to make a game. Yep, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of the game, like the very beginning credits, was Jack Black going into a record store. Yeah, yep, which is uh, which is cool. Which I'm okay with. Oh, Next yeah. up, we have... Gory. That's right. Gory Cuddly Carnage, which is a, it's a game about a cat. A rides on a hoverboarding. Hoverboard. Yeah, I was going to say and a the hoverboarding cat. is razor sharp, and it's literally a hack and slash game. Yep, it kind of it's reminds me of Devil May Cry almost. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's got that... Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I don't know. This looked great. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even. I can't even remember what the story's about. It says uh, this here. Oh goodness, probably quite a lot. Cuddly Carnage puts to uh, puts that to the test. And was, uh, the mutant toys have wiped out humanity, but the titular flea feline and his gloomy AI bud. By the way, the AI character that's with you is depressed. I don't know why, but he's depressed, and he's always complaining about stuff. Uh, can avenge us by slaughtering an army of soft, cuddly toys which are mutating to not be so soft and cuddly. Uh, and it's all thanks to a transforming hoverboard that can demolish whole groups of them in strikes. Uh, so in the trailer, uh, the enemy was like these these cute little unicorn stuffed animal things. And they're like, oh, that doesn't look deadly. And then like their hands turn in like, like blades and guns and they're shooting out smoke and their legs get all disgustingly long and stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> now that's a nightmare. Yeah. Which is quite literally what it looks like as a nightmare. Absolutely, but then you have this kick-ass cat coming by on a hoverboard. hoverboard 
whistling a tune, and then the hoverboard just like, like doing ollie, and he does an ollie, and then boom, it just like shoots out these giant razor blades, and he's like whappity whap 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 a fap. Yeah, he's just like flying through them while spinning it around and stuff. It was yeah. uh, it again. It straight up was like Devil May Cry to me. It like it looks like DMC Devil May Cry, not the one with like the original Dante, the one with the black hair Dante, not the white hair Dante. Yeah, that's how. That's what I. That's the vibes I got off of it. But it looks fun. It looks cute. Very, very hack and slash. Yeah, it's something I might watch other people play. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it, there's no way I'm gonna be able, be able to afford all these games. So. Yeah, you and me both. Unless I wait for a sale. <laughs> a massive sale. Oh, look. They're all on sale at the same time for $5. What really floats my boat is this next game. Vigil. Okay. The Longest Night. It yeah. is a Metroidvania-style game, and I am so ready for it. I've been following this on Twitter before it was announced at the Guerrilla Collective. But Vigil, The Longest Night, is a 2D action platformer with precise technical combat and a strong narrative. Inspired by Salton Sanctuary and Castlevania, Vigil The Longest Night aims to challenge players with the difficulty while compelling them with the table of enriched honor. Follow Lilia on her quest to save her hometown from the creeping evil infesting the surrounding countryside. This game looks, I like, art-wise looks really good. It's got like a very gothic-y art look style to it, but the action is where I'm at. You've got... Uh, daggers, you've got swords, you've got whips, you've got magic. Yeah. I'm yeah, just like, got, yes, got, this is... you got pole arms and all kinds of stuff. Yes, it's everything I'm, I would just want this. The And the and the enemies look crazy. But I'm okay with that. No, and, no, it's a good thing. Yeah. Crazy enemies are better than not crazy enemies. Absolutely. Even though that, that thing, the fat larva bug woman. Oh, you see that? It's kind yeah. of like it's where its stinger should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it ain't kind pretty. And there's a whole bunch of skeletons laying around. That's did good. you see the screenshot from it's like it's like on a ship and there's like this blue dragon water fish thing? No. And it's blowing out like like the Godzilla uh like the like his uh atomic breath. It's on Steam. It has that screenshot on Steam. Now see, I just need to have Steam pulled up and just keep wish listing all these games as we talk about them. <laughs> there you go. That way, Look, I know like, you're gonna forever out, have, have you're gonna forever have a, a just a host of emails from Steam saying, "Hey, something on your wish list went on sale." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Great!" I won't every buy day, on Steam. Every day you get them. I'd be okay with that because well, let me see. I only have one game on my wish list right now, and it is Dreamscaper, which is on this list, and we'll get to it later, <laughs> which we will talk about very soon. Very, very soon. Well, not very, very soon, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, another game that looked pretty interesting uh, was 30XX, which is the sequel to 20XX. And it also looks very much like Mega Man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a fast-paced action Mega Man. I must say, if you, if you didn't tell me what this is and showed me a quick five-second clip, I'd have gone, is that a new Mega Man game? That's exactly what I told somebody. But check it out. This is not like Mega Man in the style of game it is it's a roguelike it is and that's uh, that's one of my keywords roguelike metroidvania those those are games that I apparently ever since i turned 20 ish i've fallen in love with yeah and mega man was not a roguelike mega man was you die you screwed up and you suck that's right uh the i love the, the, here we go you ready the yep. little teaser description on steam 
boom, jump, shoot, and slash your way through 30XX, the roguelike action platform you can play with a friend. Explore lush, ever-changing worlds that mix precise platforming with fevered combat. Destroy fearsome guardians, master unique powers, and rediscover the thousand years we've lost. Developer, Battery Staple Games. How about that? I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> I've gotten to a Mega Man kick. I bought uh, Mega Man ZX Collective, which had yeah. six games in it. I've got Mega Man 11. Gun Vault Havoc was another style. And then some other spinoffs like Dragon Mark for Death. Like that style of video game has been very calling to me here lately. I like the gameplay of it. I like the debut that they had. It's just like, this is basically Mega Man. Yeah. Well, that's, and if you like the old classic Mega Man games and you like roguelite, this Give is it the a shot. for you. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's like a high, a high paced action packed Mega Man roguelite. Yep. It looks really good. That is, it does. It's so cool it's that not... the uh, the platformer style games or like the old like like old style graphic games are coming back. Arcade yeah, style games. Well, I mean, it's such a hit and trend right now. And plus, I think the develop behind that type of art style is a lot more a lot more cost efficient. Yeah. And it's it's allowing a lot of I mean, like single person developers develop exactly. really good games and get noticed for them absolutely there's uh like there's some indie games out there that i've backed on kickstarter that they use this type of art style and it's just easier for them but they still produce such a great game yep a uh, prime example time spinner on the switch company behind that they one dude produced an amazing 2d indie style action platform metrovania yeah i think that's I think that's really cool because th- there's going to be some of these people, and it's not going to be all of them, obviously, but some of these developers that develop really good games are going to get noticed. They're going to explode. That developing company is going to become big. They're going to start making really good games. Or they're like, going to get bought out and get umbrella uh, by another company. And they'll be ruined forever. But, <laughs> no, I mean, we could be seeing, like, like in the next couple of decades, some of these guys doing ridiculously good AAA-style games. That really are custom, not customer, but consumer based, like games that are our interest and not not interest into money, exactly. which is what I hope for with these smaller developers. They're more for the experience, not for the bang for the yeah, buck. Exactly. I hope I hope me. that's where this goes. Yeah. If not, it's going to be a source of madness. Speaking <laughs> hey. of source of madness, source of madness is a dark action roguelike where you use a wide variety of magic against an infinite host of ever changing monsters. Explore a unique world brought to life by neural networks and see the depths of the cosmic corners of a Lovecraftian-inspired mythos. Yeah. This is another game that has a really good art, like, visuals. Looks really good. It looks creepy as shiz. It does, but, like, when you're seeing, like, the spells being cast and stuff, they're, like, really bright neon-style colors, and they just look really good against the dark contrast of the background. And some of these enemies just look like giant they look blobs insane. of. They just look like, oh, it, it looks like a boomer grew legs and then they didn't form right. And now they're just like, yeah. it, it looks like a giant puffer fish. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> it creeps me out. I want to kill it. Exactly. Bring it on. Plus, it's a Metrovania style game, so you're gonna love it. Roguelike. Roguelike. You're gonna love it. Yep. <laughs> That's that's no, Rod Rally. Like. It it is. It really is. 
Skeleton Crew, which is a that's an interesting looking game. It's it's kind of it's like a platform, but it's also kind of got a pinball element to it. Uh, it's called a kick butt effect. Oh, sorry, a literally. kick butt effect, which is literally, literally what you do. Yeah, you literally take one of your other team members and you kick their butt and send them flying across the map or bouncing around in certain little caverns. Yeah, it looks pretty crazy. Uh, the the Steam description: kick everything, friends, foes, items, chickens. Skeleton Crew is a gothic platformer with a pinball-like twist. Defeat a skeleton archer and kick his skull into a crowd of enemies. Launch your friends around the map to reach secret areas and solve fiendish puzzles in up to a uh, four-player co-op. Yeah, yeah, that's a couch co-op or an online let's beat them up. Could you imagine, like, I don't know how to get up there. Hey, bend over! Bang! <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Next up, we have Evil Genius 2 World Domination. <clears throat> this game, I'm going to say, kind of reminds me of Two Point Hospital. But instead of building a hospital and maintaining it, you're building an evil lair and you're maintaining the maintenance of it and you've got to take over the world. Yeah, and it's like through a drug cartel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or through a whole bunch of like crime and stuff. Yeah, crime in general. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I didn't play the first one though, so I don't really I don't really know how the first one was. Yeah, I haven't played the first one, but it says you're a criminal mastermind. Construct your base, train your minions, and defend your operations from the forces of justice <laughs> and achieve global domination. Oh, conveniently. Just throw that yeah. in there. Yeah, just you better achieve it. If not, uh, you fail at being a bad guy. That's right. But the whole little cinematic they had for it is super funny. Like, you've got the good guy just standing there. They're just like, all right, yeah. how do I get here? Laser beams. And then there's a giant fan trying to suck her up. And he, she's just like, all right. I'll... She does all the parkour, gets through the laser beams, unscathed. She's like, ha-ha. And then the floor opens up and says, shark tank. <laughs> it's, uh, it it kind of looks like you're playing like a not-so-nice version of Gru from from Despicable Me. Oh yeah, that's that sounds about right. But it has that slight that like the art style and the humor of the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna have that same that same kind of humor because you have to train up minions and stuff. Not 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 those kind of minions, <laughs> but like you train up your minions and you send them off to do your dirty work and stuff. I don't know. I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty good. Looks good. Looks good. I'm excited. It should be. I watch people play it, and when I see it going a decent sale, I will buy it and play it myself. Because I mean, I was a fan of Two Point Hospital, and that's kind of like the same generous idea, but it was build a hospital, maintain certain cures, and fix people of their illnesses. Yeah. And be a kick butt hospital owner. Don't be a doctor. You got you pay people to be a doctor. You just run a hospital. That's right. So you got to be a little bit corrupt. Yep. <laughs> and in this game, you got to be a lot corrupt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this I game. Want, I want a Shark yeah, Tank. I, I, yeah. I'm excited to watch. I don't know if I, I. There's a lot of these games. I don't. I don't know how many I ever end up getting, but I am excited to watch people play this one. As are you excited for the next one? So the next one is Dreamscape. This looks really good. It it really does. The first time I saw it was actually at a Nintendo Direct, and I was like, "This looks cool. I want to play it." A surreal hack and slice roguelike players battle a nightmarish depression that lives in a young woman's subconscious. So what's going on is during the day you're living out your life and the certain types of things that you run into, like 
uh, bully, depression, addiction, all these different things that people as a human have to experience with life, your subconscious brings them to surface in an ever-changing roguelike kind of atmosphere while you're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like a, it's like you're lucid dreaming every time you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And everything yeah. that you dealt with during the day becomes a monster of your dreams. Yep. And then the way that you, what is it, excel in your dreams via win or lose, it has an outcome on how the next day is going to play out. Yeah, yeah. And, and and every time you wake up, that's how you get your experience, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. How you level an, up. It is an ARPG roguelike, bending elements from brawlers to top-down shooters to dungeon crawlers. Every slumber yeah. is a different random dungeon, and you must unlock the power of your dreams to see a new day. Yeah, so it's going to have some... It's pretty cool. It's going to have some action. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to have action. That's what ARPG stands for. But it's going to have some hack and slash uh, feel to it. It's going to have down, even like shooting. Like it, like puzzles. the boss fights are going to be a little bit more like dodge and attack kind of fights. Sort of like a uh, like a soul style. I mean, probably not as difficult, but that That's same good. like time your attacks kind of stuff. I'm totally ready for it. Bring it on. I've been waiting on this game. Then again, it's got that R word in it and you, we all know I'm just a sucker for that R word. You're like, if it says roguelike, I sign know me about up. it. Sign me up, Captain. Already purchased. Yep. Have you already purchased this one? Uh, Can you pre it yet? You can't. So I've gotten the demo on Steam because I actually, I was going, I check my eShop games that are supposed to be coming out soon. I'm going to just say 2020. And right. I saw when I clicked on it, it said available now, but it didn't have the buy now button. So I literally took a screenshot and I tweeted it to the company behind the game. And I was just like, uh, explain, please. And they're like, we don't know why it says that. I was just like, can I have it, though? Like, You can get the <laughs> uh, demo on Steam. I was like, OK, good enough. That'll do. Yeah. So I've got the demo on Steam. I just haven't hooked my controller up and played it yet because I was busy with Bioshock and now I'm busy with uh, Blasphemous. But. I'm really I'm ready for it. And then I just don't feel like I want to play the demo just due to the fact that I'm just going to play whatever might happen. And yeah, you, there's no kind of want it to be. I want it to be the full experience. I just don't want yeah. like a little snippet of it. I don't right, want you to you give me go... a taste of the honey and then be like, you only get a spoonful. You got a taste of the honey, but you wanted the whole hive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you don't. I mean, you don't want to ruin anything either. Like, you don't want to see story elements that you're not going to be able to find out. and Or you don't want to ruin anything. Like, oh, that's part of the story I didn't want to know until I could actually play it. Which I don't, I mean, I don't, I think they'd be smart enough not to do that in the demo. But I don't know. I don't know how big the demo is. I don't, I don't either. I haven't opened it and I'm just too scared to. Because I don't want it to ruin that, mis- I just don't want it to ruin that excitement. I mean, so I think it's supposed on. to come out this summer, isn't it? Uh... Steam has summer as the release date. Yeah, I can't tell you what Nintendo says because it just says available now. Hmm. So I'm just like, okay. But it says early 2020. Well, we're, we're, early 2020 is, is gone. That's past. Yeah, we're in mid-2020 now. <laughs> yeah, we are right in the middle of it. Yeah, give me the buy now button, please. That's right. Come on now. Jeez. You're just going to wake up one day and it's going to be there and you're like, oh, okay then. All right, take my money dollars. <laughs> take my money dollars. Yeah, this game looks really good. Indeed, indeed. All right, Patrick, next. Oh, next we have Haven, which is another game that looks really good. Uh, it's an A, A uh, not an ARPG. It is ARPG, 
uh, and kind of an adventure game where you play as two characters who are trying to, I don't know, survive basically because the the planet they were on is is gone and or they're or they're going at least to a, a new planet. I don't know. It's something of that realm, but you have to learn how to survive. Uh, there's a bunch of like dialogue segments between each other because they're in love, uh, and and I, the way you go about your dialogue affects how you are able to play in the game, and I guess it helps your abilities and stuff and the way you fight together. But it looks really cool. So in the trailer, like you go to this planet and you gotta you gotta survive and you're taking out monsters and all stuff. But you have these little hover boots that you're flying with, and there's this white unicorn looking creature with wings which I just noticed that really stood out to me. Uh, but anyway, the world looks really good. It, it may even be like there are points at it where it looks like they're almost restoring the planet too, like terraforming it almost. A little bit. They're curing the corruption. And with that, the description behind it is they escaped the lost planet to be together. An RPG action adventure about love and freedom to play solo or co-op with that special somebody. And like Patrick said, it's full-on action based during the day but there is a ton of dialogue between the two main characters because they are in love in the way you respond to one another kind of has an effect on the rest of the gameplay during the day you're hovering around in your little hover boots and you're clearing the infection that's going across the land with that collecting material and parts to try to build a ship to get out of there the action part of it though is a turn-based style gameplay yeah going against the enemies from having attack, skill, protect, impact, uh, charge attacks. And the great thing about it is if you do a shield or a defense, you can either defend yourself, but if the monsters are going to attack the other player, uh, you could swap over and take the damage for them to protect them. And yeah. It's kind of neat because like, they'll dodge over and protect them. Like, not today, Mr. Monster. And then the protagonist is like, honey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Then, yeah, this is a this is a cool element to a game because uh, I don't know you've never seen I've never seen one at least where you play as two characters that have a separate relationship that directly affects the way you play the game. Like a lot of times, like in The Witcher, you had relationships with the characters that were traveling with you, but I don't remember them ever affecting the way you would play the game as they're going to in this game. Yeah, I mean, even while they're scooting around on the earth, you can see them if they get close enough, they hold hands. Yeah, like oh, they're like, like little otters. And I know I keep going about the art in this, but or the art in all these games, but the landscapes in this game, they look nice. Like yeah. it's kind of the game has uh, like this this cell shaded. It's like cell? that sci-fi, spacey, futuristic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Okay, so the next one, it actually looks pretty dang good. It's Cyanide and Happiness's yes freak off freak apocalypse. Yes. So uh it's from the creators of Cyanide and Happiness and I'm Mockery. Uh that comes with an all new point and click adventure game filled with dark humor, drama, and all the weirdness you've grown to love and or dread over the years. So you are literally playing in the world of Cyanide and Happiness. And if you don't know what Cyanide and Happiness is, look it up because it's hilarious. It's if you've ever seen the memes, it's like hand drawn people and all the jokes are anti jokes. Like you think it's gonna be really funny punchline? Oh, it's really dark. Yeah, and it's hilarious. And you, you know what it kind of reminds me of? That South Park RPG that came out. Uh, Fraction Butthole. I think that might be the one. The Stick but of Truth. Where? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. 
Uh, but it's like you have to survive in this world of all the anti-jokes happening. Like everything that happens is just going to be a big anti-joke. Uh, so you can play as co-op, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have, uh, there's co-op, right? Yep. Yes. So you get to play with all your friends. Um, <laughs> I, I love one of the features of this game is listed as brought to life thanks to 15,000 sexy geniuses on Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says uh, you play as a kid named Coop Go Away Weirdo McCarthy, and all you want to do is make a world a better place. The trouble is nobody likes you. School sucks. <laughs> you can't find a prom date. Everybody bullies you, including your teachers, and your attempts to help only make things worse. Will you escape high school alive? Who will love you? Do you even deserve love? Why is this game called Freak Apocalypse? Find the answers to these questions and more by looking at, talking to, and touching everything within the cyanide and happiness universe. Yes. This game sounds, even... sounds hilarious. It's got full, like, full-voiced dialogue, and it's, oh, goodness, it's going to be hilarious. I mean, I even love the little trailer that they have. He walks into his classroom, and his teacher is just sitting there in, like, full BDM and just, like, rubber ball in his mouth, just staring at him, and then slowly <laughs> goes and clicks a button, and, like, the blackboard changes back to a blackboard, and everything goes back to school-related, and out of, like, the sex dungeon kind of look that it had going on. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yep, that's exactly what I want to walk into when I go to school. I know, it looks it looks funny. And it's it's got this, the the art style of the game, which I keep going back to, but it's kind of... 3d but kind of 2d maybe more like a two and a half d but it's written like it's it's almost looks like it's a comic well a cyanide and happiness comic actually uh but you could i don't know like goodness it's just it just looks hilarious and there are a crap ton of outfits to wear oh dude the the amount of stuff to collect in this game is insane I unlockable costumes it. for you to find wear and embarrass your, embarrass yourself with <laughs> you get that. to one of the features run or walk, just like in real life. <laughs> yes, that's all I wanted I, in a video game. I wanted to be able to this. walk, just like in real life. Oh, goodness. Secret ways to die. And then the very last of the key features listed on Steam says, experience life as an unpopular loser with a little asterisk beside it. And then down below it says, hopefully for the first time. Mm. This is going to be good. They didn't know me in high school then. Yeah, I was a loser. I was. This won't be the first time. I know how to handle it. Yep. I've seen the teen angst and drama TV shows. <laughs> Next, we have Spellbreaker. A, what do you call that style of game that's Fortnite-y? Uh, it is a, uh, 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 well, shoot. A Battle See? Royale. Battle Royale. It is a Battle Royale style game, but with magic. You are wizards going against one another to beat each other for the grand prize of the full-on experience to level up after the game. Yeah. Spellbreaker was actually in beta, and I got to participate in the beta for it, so I played it a little bit, and I highly enjoyed it. It was the Battle Royale-style game that I would like compared to, like, Fortnite and whatnot, just because Fortnite, you had to build stuff, and it was shooter. This one, you get to choose between two different gauntlets, and you'll have one type of element and another type of element. So say you did poison and fire. You could throw up a firewall or you could throw down a poison trap or you could charge it up and do like poisonous gas or a fire tornado. But the great thing about it is you could take the two different elements and combine them. 
So if you threw down like a firewall, you could throw poison into it and make dragons fire. Yeah. You have the ability to uh, equip certain types of charms that allow you to speed boost, to hover, to levitate, to teleport, to turn invisible, just all this different type of magic stuff. And you're just basically, it's a battle royale, so you know what the end goal is. Be the last one standing or try to do your best not to be the first one dead. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job of mixing battle royale and RPG elements. Yep. So I don't uh, know. It's, it looks, it looks, it is really cool, and you can it go play is, it. Yeah, uh, the demos out, the betas still going on, I believe, and they just full launched it on PlayStation Four, and they're bringing it to Switch and Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Once it comes to Switch, I'll be buying it again. Well, I'll be buying it for the first time, but owning it again. Definitely, definitely a good game. Mm-hmm. Worth checking out if you haven't. Next, Next we have uh, Raji. Yeah. Raji, set in, Raji. A- in ancient India. Ancient India, correct. It's got yeah. a full-on, uh, I want to say, Prince of Persia vibe. It does kind of feel like Prince of Persia, doesn't it? it I thought does. so as well. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's it, an action-adventure. Just from the adventure. combat itself. Yeah, it's an action-adventure game. Uh, but you play as a girl, not as a guy. So you're not the prince mm-hmm. of Persia. Yeah. You're the princess of... Well, I don't think you're a princess. No, you're a young girl chosen <laughs> by the gods to stand against the demonic invasion of the human realm. Her destiny is to rescue her brother and face the demons, Lord Mahabalasara Halaba. Mahabalasara. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that is a name right there. Mahab- Mahabalasura. Sura. Mahabalasura. Yep. Lots of syllables there. Yep. The story of Raji, uh, an ancient epic, begins with the start of a new war between the demons and the gods. Seeking to avenge their defeat in the last great war from a thousand years ago, the demons have challenged the gods who, who, who humiliated them and have invaded the human realm, threatening them with extinction. Thinking that their enemies have been utterly defeated in the last great war a thousand years ago, the humans had fallen into a false sense of security, forgetting the ways of alchemy while enjoying the peace and able to defend themselves. Cities and fortresses fail leaving the humans at the mercy of the demons. Amidst the chaos, as cities and fortresses fail, and as a young children were abducted from their homes, a young girl named Raji is chosen by the gods to be the sole defender of the human race. What he said. Yeah. Yeah, the game. Okay, so the combat in this is much more tactical and less just go and beat them up kind of stuff. Lots mm-hmm. of dodging and, and swinging around opponents and, and running doing combo up walls attacks and, and back running, flips. Yeah, very much like Prince of Persia. Yep. Yeah, I, I got the same vibes. Um, yeah, her, it looks, she doesn't have a sword. What would you call that a staff? Um, yeah, I guess so. I know there's a proper name for it, and we probably don't know it. I know yeah. I don't. Uh, let me. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it's a staff. But she has magical powers too. I mean, even in the trailer, you see her doing a backflip off the wall and yeah. then charging up her staff and then slapping the ground, and a lightning sigil pops up and just starts electrocuting everybody within it. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's gotten powers from, from the gods because she's yeah. chosen to fight for them. So you're going to get some really cool abilities. Ooh. She's got to fight off demons. got to fight them off. Yes. And, the human, and the human race has forgotten alchemy. How do you forget alchemy? I mean, come on now. I Turning mean, copper into gold. Yeah. The Philosopher's Stone. What a letdown. Full Metal Alchemist. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, uh, I'm just disappointed. Well, Come on, humans. Got to do better. Well... This isn't very human-like, but Exo One, 
It was a single-player planetary exploration game where the pilot is an alien craft capable of manipulating gravity. Yeah, this one looks pretty good. It looks looks pretty fun. There was a uh, game I used to play on Xbox, and you literally played as a marble, and you were just going around as a marble, beating puzzles and getting to the end of the game. Uh, hmm. It reminds me of that, but I see where you're, you're getting gravity mixed in. I've seen the gameplay of this one from the trailer. <laughs> You've got it like hitting surfaces, but it looks like there are indentions in the surface, and it, and it all looks like it's turning out to be ramps. So I just see you hit it, you fly up, and you're going through. Uh, I don't know what type of story there is behind this. The graphics look good. The art looks nice. If you're going to different types of planets, have at it. It looks like one of those games you just want to play, just like chill. Um, I'm not sure. I'm. I, there's not even. Doesn't like. There's any. I don't know. Like it says, a strange signal, an alien craft, an interplanetary gravity-defying journey through space and time. Single-player exoplanetary exploration game pilot alien craft. Yeah, I don't. I don't see much of a uh, much of a story besides it being explore like any explore an exploration game. But it's pretty cool how you can shift between the orb and uh, and like that disc. So you come off a hill and then flip into a disc and just soar. More aerodynamic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mm-hmm. like the way it looks. I, I'm interested to see stuff. Uh, looks like there's a free demo available right now. So there is. So you could go check it out and see what it's like. I might actually do that. You know what? I'm clicking download right now. Get it. Oh, I'll, never mind. I'll do it later. But yeah, I want to check it out. I want to see if there's any story or anything. I'm going to take a look at it. Uh, anyway, next up on the list, we have a game called System Shock. Which is a remaster of System Shock. Ah, imagine that. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and it looks... When was the old one? 90 sometime, right? 1994. Yeah, so this looks fantastic. Now, I don't know how good it's going to be. I didn't play the first one. But uh, it says, after two decades, Night Dive Studios is rebooting and reimagining the original System Shock. We will keep the new game true to the classic experience, keeping all the things you love while giving today's gamers the mo- the modern look and feel expected from a great game. So, yeah, this thing, uh, I believe it was a, a backed game, wasn't it? Back, you know, maybe. Help yeah. fund this game. Yeah, sure was. Yep, sure was. Uh, their, I, their whole idea with this game was to give it a... A true, a true to original remaster that makes it feel like a AAA game, and they've put a lot of really good work into it. Uh, but again, I didn't play the first one, so I don't, I don't really know what it's all about. It says you're a renowned hacker, the most notorious cyberspace thief in the corporate world. Caught during a risky break-in, you become indentured to a greedy tri-optimum executive. After six months in a healing coma, you awaken to the to the twisted aftermath of a terrible disaster. Where are, where are the surgeons? Why is the station in such disrepair? Slowly, the chilling realization that something is very wrong creeps over you. Once a prime corporate research facility, Citadel Station now teams with mindless cyborgs, robots, and terribly mutated beings, all programmed to serve Shodan, a ruthless AI that's scarcely there's scarcely time to think before it unleashes the very first terror. Whew. It's going to be a, I guess it's a shooter, action-packed game. Even though right here he's using a hammer. It's hammer time. Hammer time. And he's beating that zombie mutated thing. 
Very I will nice. say back when I was like in my teens and I was first getting into Bioshock, someone was telling me that System Shock actually paved the way for Bioshock. Hmm. So That's I was like, huh. I didn't think about that. I didn't even know System Shock was a thing. So I know of it just because of Bioshock. But yeah. looking at it, it kind of got the same feel. But it also gave me, oh, Lord, what is that one game? Prey. Uh, you, have you played Prey? Oh, yeah. Yet? Yeah. Yeah. OK, so you know how in Prey, like you have to limit your inventory in certain ways and like configure yeah. it to fit a certain area. It kind of yeah. gave me a mix of Prey and Bioshock. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, because there's the inventory slot. Yeah, like like your inventory is literally only so big and not everything just fills one slot. Uh, uh, by the way, if you want to play it, there's a demo on Steam. Available now. Yep. I don't know when the full game is coming out. But... Space for these games, dude. Seriously, I know. I'm about to start talking to some producers. I know, right? Hey, uh, you want to? Uh, you want us to do full like reviews? Because we'll do them. Yeah, just send me a review code. I'll be more than happy to talk about it. I digress. Next up, we have Boyfriend Dungeon. This is a game I've been following <laughs> for the longest time, along oh, with other good. games. Again, just like Dreamscaper, it has been on my bookmark bar. I am closely following it. Played it at PAX. It's a super fun game. It is a dungeon crawling dating simulator. <laughs> uh, but what's what's really creative about it being a dating simulator is the people you date are your weapons that you use in the dungeons. Absolutely. Which is crazy. <laughs> And it's and they, it looks it looks hilariously it looks good. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, it looks good. They really take aspect of the fact that it is modern time and people are self-identifying as he, she, or them, they. So they allow you to actually choose that as your very first. Like, how do you want to be described throughout the game? Him, her, or they. So you get that option, and then you can choose to be straight, gay, or bi, non-binary relationship or the other type of relationships or if you just want to have a furry companion you can have a dog wow so you can be a furry yes but it the more you date certain types of characters the more your like affection for one another becomes stronger and yeah. then your infinity becomes stronger while you're out in the dungeon so that you get better moves combos and strength right and then uh and and uh like you'll get new abilities and stuff, but you also each weapon has their own personality. So you kind of have to learn them and learn when you're out dating them, what they like and how to treat them so that you grow that affinity. Cause some one character will like it when you're all sweet and flirty. And the other ones will like it when you're a little bit more in control and tough and direct. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. Uh, it, I had fun with it. I ended up dating the saber and the fencing sword while I was playing and then I got to use them while I was out in the dungeon. And then I started going off the beaten path. And then I found the lightsaber sword while I was in the dungeon. And I set him free. And then he disappeared on me. And I was just like, damn, I just got ghosted in a video like, game. Hey, I wanted a laser saber. But he's no. like, he said, no. Uh, here's the the game calls your uh, your romance and weapons, Beyblades. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe? Nine. Uh, it's got uh, Estoc, which is Isaac, and he's the sharpest dresser. Mm -hmm. Then you got Valeria, who's a dagger, tired of backstabs. Mm -hmm. Sunder, who's a Talwar, worried he's become becoming an antique. Seven, who is a laser saber, hard to get a handle on him. You obviously didn't. Uh, 
Sawyer, who is a glaive, uh, they like to get they like you to get straight to the point. Rowan, who's a scythe, reaping what they sow. Pocket, who is brass knuckles, loves catnaps. I just I, Leah, I want who's that a scythe. Hammer. Yes. Leah, who's a hammer, uh, ready for a smashing good time. And Jonah, who's an axe, wants to axe you out. <laughs> Play on words. Like Ax me out on a date or ax me out of the picture. I don't know. You get to find out. You gotta play it. You gotta play it to find out. Because there's not a release date. It only says the planned release date is when weapons are beautiful enough. Yeah. Because even following on their Twitter, their uh, social media manager, she makes the funniest little TikToks and memes about what's going on. And it's just like, but yeah, during the... uh, press conferences they actually showed the same demo that they use on show floors so it was the first time people got to see the demo outside of a showroom oh very nice i was like hey i played that demo i know what she's talking about i know (laughs) i did that yes i know this you you had mentioned this game before on the podcast and Mm -hmm. i thought by your description it sounded like a pretty fun uh and and a very unique take on a dungeon crawler style game and uh it definitely lives up to the to, to your description just by watching the trailers and gameplay of it. Yeah, I mean, you dungeon crawl in, and then want to make your weapon stronger? Take them out for dinner. Yeah, if you don't like that weapon, find another one. Exactly. Break up with them. Ghost them. Who cares? Right. Well, they don't probably have, do. Don't like that nope, that's all right. You don't like that weapon. Yeah. Go find a new one. But my thing is, when you take them out on dates, are they going to be in human form or weapon form? I mean, most of uh, mine were in uh, human form, but for some reason... While I was out on the dance floor with one of them, he turned into a weapon. I was just like, what? I don't want to dance with a sword. I'll cut myself. That's weird. It was. Okay, then. Your wep- your date. Why- Could you imagine being on a date with someone and you- you're at you're at this, you're like, in- you're like in downtown and you're at a club and you're like, hey, let's go dance. You get on the dance floor and they turn into a weapon. Like you're holding a scythe or a warhammer. I'd be okay holding a scythe. Like, I'd have no issues there. Like, you're sitting there, like, dancing, right? You're all up close. And then, boom, they just explode, and it's a scythe, and you just, you're like, what the heck? And then everybody's looking at you all weird, and then you kill everyone, because why not? That, hey, carnage. Maybe minus the last part. But, still, that would why be strange. Not? No, 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 the killing people. Oh, no fun. It's no, 2020. What, do you, what else do we expect right now? Uh, yeah, a uh, guy was uh, mur- viciously murdering multiple people using a scythe uh, who was originally his date. Sounds like the Grim Reaper to me. Like, you'll have to watch the, the security footage to really get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> News anchors couldn't even take this seriously. Police say man's date was a scythe, but also a human, and he used the, 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 the date scythe to murder people. Everyone mm-hmm. in the club. Everyone. They were cutting edge. Oh, next we have out buddies run gun and explore an open under city in this underworldly non-linear metroidvania adventure about old gods strange creatures and remnants of the lost world literally just looking at it it reminds me of metroidvania like old school metroidvania like yeah like old like super nintendo and also while looking up what this game was to try to remind me what it was from the press conference, yeah. I just found out it's available on Switch now. Oh, well, how about that? Hey. There you go. Out Buddies, development started as a spare time passion project in nearly 2013, influenced by timeless classics of my childhood. This is from the dev of my childhood, starring Super Metroid, Castlevania, there you go, Super Mario Brothers, and Mega Man. 
literally looking at the game, you see all of that. You really I mean, do. first of all, it's a Metroidvania, so Super Metroid. It was made by two people. Yeah, it's and it's, I mean, like he's like this guy said, it's been made since 2013. Just a passion passion project. Two people who wanted to really make a game for something that they had loved from the past, and uh, this is what they came up with. How about right, that? Have at it. I mean, my addiction kicked in, and I may or may not have bought it. See, right you're gonna now. play it, and you're gonna love it. More than likely, because it's got the M word. That's right. Which is one of your two uh, buzzwords. Yeah. If a game has them in it, just know I'm going to throw money at you. Yep. So here's the here's the description. Enter Balam, a sunken city of the old gods located deep in the South Atlantic Ocean. Following a shipwreck, adventurer and maritime archaeologist Nikolai Bernstein regains consciousness 36,000 feet under the sea. He's severely wounded unwilling, and unwillingly connected to a supernatural buddy unit. Searching for answers about his displacement, for, uh, our main protagonist digs deep into the lost Undercity, gradually realizing an ominous presence hallowing in its shadowed cavern. So how about that? Jeez. It's non-linear. It's open world. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Anything it's non-linear is fun. So. Besides, uh, speaking have... of those words that you really like, this one is another one of those. I know. Scorchbringer. Yeah. Rogue light platformer. Help Kyra to explore the unknown and slash her way through ancient machines, guarding the seal of her past and maybe the redemption of humanity. This game looks pretty good. Yeah. Fast-paced roguelike. It, it kind of reminds me of a little bit... Just the art style itself reminds me of Dead Cells. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if you played Dead Cells or not, but it reminds me of that, but a lot more fast-paced. I have like not played Dead says. Cells, but I have seen you and, I think, I think Jonathan has played it too. Oh, absolutely! I know he has it. I've watched. I've watched both of you play it. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of looking at little things of it right now, and it does look pretty good. Yeah, Moonlighter, a game that's been out on Switch for quite some time in PC and other consoles. I have it on the Switch. It's very fun. They just launched their first DLC, uh, In Between the Dimensions. It is coming to mobile soon. Ooh! So you'll be able to play Moonlighter on your phone or on the go on a tablet. I mean, you could play it on the go via Switch. So if you have a Switch, go buy it. If you don't have a Switch, it's coming to mobile. It is. I'd say go buy a Switch, but they're very hard to find right now. That is very true. And if you do find one, it's probably going to be way overpriced. Absolutely. It's a roguelike style game that kind of gives you like a Zelda feel. But with that, the way it works is during the day, you are running a shop. And at night, you are exploring dungeons and gathering material to sell at your shop. So you can either get through the entire dungeon, and if you do, you'll keep everything without losing any type of penalties or whatnot, and you actually gain more experience, and you might get a little something-something extra at the end after defeating that dungeon's boss. But if you die during the middle of your run, you can keep all your stuff, but when you get back to the thing, there are some things that you will lose that you'll have to figure out when you play the game. Right. But you also have abilities to where you, like, after beating a certain boss, you'll have a certain magnifying glass that you can send stuff back to the shop for you while you're in the dungeon. That way you still have the material. Because you only have a limited number of spaces to use in your inventory to keep things with you while you're exploring the dungeon. Yeah, so you have to choose what you want to keep. Yep, or trash. But then you yep. have the ability to send it back to your little bunker at home and then get it out and put it on the shelf and sell it. Yeah, and even while you're selling stuff, you still have to worry about bad guys. People will come in and try to steal stuff from you. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I hated it. Because I'd have to get out from behind my little counter and then like start dodge rolling this person and tackle them. You're like, like not today. To be, I'm supposed to be fighting you right now. I'll fight yeah, you later. Exactly. 
a little early. The sun's up. <laughs> then you have this Go one real bed. dapper guy come in. And when you have the dapper guy come in, he just comes in. He looks around at everything and he says, I'll take it all. And oh. he buys you out of stock. Well, I know it's only happened to me like two times. But I guess that helps you a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially if I decide to like put random things out there for like the highest amount of money. Yeah, seriously. You're like, yeah, that twig. I found that in the dungeon, uh, <laughs> sub-basement level 95, and I took it off the elder tree. No, I don't want $5 for it. I want $5 million. He's like, I'll take it all. Yep, he'll take the, <laughs> he'll take the fake stick. Yeah, the one that came off the elder tree. Mm. Mm. Speaking of games coming to mobile, there's another one coming to mobile. Uh, Slay the Spire, which has been on PC for a while, uh, but it's a card collection game deck building kind of game uh but it's also a roguelike so tell me uh, more it, it's a mixture of of card collection deck building roguelike dungeon crawlers i haven't actually played it myself but it's been rec- recommended to me quite a few times um if you ever played you know your, your typical card collection thing so you have your character that you're using and this game has like other cards that you're using from the deck you've built to use your attacks and stuff and as you die, you collect stuff, you go back, you get to add those stuff to your deck is what it looks like. And then you go back in and you go into the dungeons again and see how far you can get. And I don't know, I don't know how the game ends. I don't know if, if it's kind of just go on forever and you like you just try to build your power up in your deck and stuff. I don't know. But card game, road light, dungeon crawler, deck building game. Coming to, it's coming to iOS, actually. I haven't seen anything about it coming to Android yet. So if you have an, if you have an iPhone and you're interested in playing... Check it out. Hmm. I mean, I've heard of the game for the longest time, but I never looked into it because it's just for some reason games that involve cards do not interest me unless they are Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But it took me watching 300 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh to finally cave and buy the game. <laughs> 300 episodes? Yeah, 300 episodes. Goodness. That's a lot of episodes. It, it, it was. I have not watched a whole lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I officially have. Officially, unofficially. But I've seen him. I know there's fusion summoning, there's Xyz summoning, there is uh, synchro summoning, and now there's pendulum summoning. Holy crap. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, I didn't either <laughs> until a few weeks ago. And now I know how to do it all. Just some other games come out. Oh, uh, you got written down here. Gestalt, Steam, and Cinder? Gestalt. I don't know what that is. It was, it was literally taking me a minute to figure out how to pronounce her name. Gestalt. Yeah. Well, what is it? My computer froze. I'm looking it up. Gestalt, inspired by 16, uh, 16 and 32-bit classics, Gestalt Steam and Cinder fuses tight 2D platforming and exhilarating combat with an engrossing, twist-laden narrative in a stunningly handcrafted steampunk world. You know what? I think I remember seeing this. I mean, I've seen it at PAX. Inspired by 16 and 32-bit classics, Gestalt Steam and Cinder fuses tight 2D platforming and exhilarating combat with an engrossed twist-laden narrative and suddenly handcrafted steampunk world. Join the main character and a vibrant cast of characters as they find themselves embroiled into a race and discover the secrets of massive steam-powered city of Canaan. It says it's linear base, but I see Metroidvania style. Huh. It says it's linear based? It, it does look very, very much Metroidvania style, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Because, I mean, if you scroll down, it's still like more like this is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the Metroidvania, yeah. Hollow yeah. Knight, Metroidvania. 
and then yeah, Celeste, like which that. is a very, very story-based driven kind of game. Huh. The first 11 minutes of gameplay and the first boss battle were debuted on the press conferences themselves. So yeah. that's something to look into. I watched a bunch of people play. Super fun. Just like the fact that it's a uh, hack and slash, shoot them, and abilities. Yeah, there's all kinds of different... Uh, the combat system is really involved, trying to say. Mm. Yeah, it's speaking of that, Aspects of a lot of different things at once. Unleash Alethea's inner power growing stronger and engage in deep and varied combat, mastering a range of melee combos and ranged revolver attacks in uncompromising action. There you go, speaking about the, uh, the, the combat system. Yeah, this definitely has more of a Metroidvania because it looks more open world and less linear. Because, I mean, it's got... Uh, NPCs, optional side quest, and choice-driven dialogue. I mean, it looks like it could go all over the place. It's going to go into my library is where it's going to go. Oh, into the library. Patrick? <laughs> yes? Could you just die already? Oh, yeah, I guess so. No, seriously. And... Just Die Already is an oh. old people mayhem sandbox game by the creators of Goat Simulator. Oh, goodness, this game looks crazy. You are old and angry and just been kicked out of the retirement home. How will you survive <laughs> in this world where you just want to die? And this game is coming out in summer of 2020. We've got a small little snippet trailer, and it was absolutely funny. From uh, the looks of it, you, again, it is a full-on mayhem sandbox. Yeah, You're just doing everything you can to kill yourself. Like, here's an, There's an old granny... She just chopped her legs off with a lightsaber, and now you got old man just running around with two lightsabers in his hands. Yeah. Uh, if if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, you have today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and Monday to play a demo of this. I think I might dem- do that. The demo is available th- starting today, June 16th through June 22nd, which is Monday. So, get the chance to play it. There it is. Mm-hmm. Old people, yay. Mayhem, destruction, yay. Adult diapers, uh, yay. So this game, this next game, it wasn't in any of these press conferences. However, I, I geeked out. I, I fangirled over it, and I couldn't help but throw it in here. A new Star Wars game has been announced. Sounds about right for you. And the teaser trailer was released yesterday, Monday. It's called Star Wars Squadron, and my goodness, it looks like a callback to the to the old Rogue Squadron games, or even the, the TIE Fighter X-Wing series games. Holy crap, it's space battles for days. You get to play as the Empire or as the Rebels, and, and it's just epic space combat. You got five people in your squadron. I guess you can play multiplayer. It just it looks so good, and I don't even know what the story's going to be. All I, Basically, the teaser was just a bunch of... It was a teaser just teasing the gameplay and it looks so freaking good i'm so excited so if you haven't watched it yet go right now to youtube type in star wars squadrons teaser trailer look it up take a watch and then if you like star wars or you like space battles oh speaking of this game uh some of the developers who helped make the game are some of the same people who did ace combat games which are fighter jet games that are excellent so aerial combat specialist making an aerial combat for star wars Yes. Good combination. I'm excited. Anyway, that's all. I just had I just had to get that off my chest. I'm happy that you did. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, look at this. I'm like burning up now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go change. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Anyway, moving on. 
What's next? Next, we're going to do a game that's rated everyone 10 and up for fantasy violence. Ooh. Blue fire. Blue fire. The first time I heard about this game was at another Nintendo Direct, so therefore I have it saved from Nintendo. Yes, I'm going to buy it on me Switch. Uh, store pages are for Switch and eShop, but it's coming out in 2021 right now. Embark on a journey through the Desolated Kingdom and discover the hidden secrets of the long-lost and forgotten land. Explore mythical temples, encounter survivors, and take on strange quests to collect variable items. Along your adventure, slash your way through dozens of enemies from traversing different types of corridors along with fixtures and areas. Parkour, hack and slash, dash... And slide your way to the finish. Ooh, 3D platform. And, and it and again, I go with the art style. It looks really good. Art style nowadays is just getting better and better, especially with the new Unreal Engine coming out and people starting using that. I'm okay with it. I am too. But I'm perfectly okay with the 2D action and whatnot that's still going on with the little pixel art. No, I mean we got to keep that stuff going. Those are class. That's a classic style. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be around forever. Hopefully, but uh, yeah, this game this game has a a, a shell a cell shaded whatever look to it as well. But uh, I don't know. The, I just I can't get enough of the art style, the color contrast with the dark backgrounds and the bright colors. Like everything's dark, but you got bright blues and bright reds and stuff. It just looks good. I like the character. The main character's design is really cool. This black hooded robe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it a white mask? And the white mask and his glowing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It makes me think of uh, the glowing blue eyes. Makes me think of Danny Phantom. Glowing green eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. But this little guy can't disappear or fly. No. Oh. But he's probably more unique than the other guy. Well, he might be. Maybe. You know what else is unique? This next game on the list. Oh, okay. Almighty, kill your gods. Okay then. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Hunt demons, monsters, and gods solo or online with friends in this action RPG. Run, leap, and fly across islands, ripping your foes to pieces and rebuilding your home with their remains. Bring low the oppressive false gods. Protect your kindred and become almighty. So this game, it is a. It's like a. I guess like a monster hunter, like a super action RPG. Not RPG. Yeah, RPG. Uh. You gotta fight massive monsters, but it's also like a city builder or an RTS. It's not RTS exactly, base building kind of. Uh, oh, so strategy. Yeah, sort of, but you're not like you're not controlling a bunch of little like characters. You're controlling one character, but you're building up your base with the remains of the of the demons and gods and stuff that you kill, and then. Uh, like that base will get attacked and you'll have to rebuild it and, and make it bigger and stronger and put better protection around it. But like in the trailer, uh, you see like the guy going to fight one of the guys and then you see him running back with this giant arm over his head that he's just carrying with him. And I guess he's going to use it to build his base up. But I don't know. It looks really unique. It says uh, uh, you get to uh, you get to like craft and customize powerful gear to create your own unique character class and play styles upgrade and defend your home island a strong home gives you power visit your friends home islands and help each other upgrade and defend from enemy raids there you go uh the environment is reactive and ever changing uh, if you anger the gods and see the islands change before your eyes oh yeah 
Is that the one with the guy who looks like a giant demon with giant creepy horns? Yep. Okay, and I know what it's you're just, talking about. It's like he's changing, but he's just strutting through the world. Mm-hmm. Like the, the giant monsters behind him dying or being really mad at him. Yep, that's that, this one. That classic little cinematic debut. Yeah. Of badassness. I, this one, I really like the... I, I, this one is this one caught my attention, so I'm probably gonna have to try it out. Well, another Sorry. little build your base game would be Valheim. Valheim, which is a Norse or Norse-like world, um, a, is a game about exploring a huge fantasy world inspired by North mythology and go. Viking culture. You start your adventure at a relatively peaceful center of Valheim. The farther from the center you travel, the more challenges the world will throw at you. Ooh. So it's a game about surviving, building a settlement and all that, but the farther you get from the center of the game, the more difficult it becomes. So uh, but, just like anything else in the world, the difficult it is, the payout's just better. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. The farther out you go, the better stuff you get. Absolutely. Uh, and you can also build like strongholds the farther you go out too, so you don't have to come all the way back. Um, so yeah, uh, some of the things you get to do is you, it has a flexible house and base building system. Uh, it's got a really good cra- uh, crafting system apparently. Uh, it's got a huge procedurally generated world, which is the same kind of generation that games like uh, No Man's Sky uses or or Minecraft. It's procedural. Generates as you come across it. Um, so every world's probably going to be different. Uh, you can dodge and block based combat system with a range with a wide range of weapons. Defeat bosses, collect trophies, engaging food in the hell system. Uh, you get to build and sell like typical Viking longboats, which is really cool. And it has a big focus on multiplayer. Oh, fancy. Yeah. It says, prove your worth. Are you worthy of entering Valhalla? Have you been sent to Valheim, the 10th Norse world? Oh, no, you have been sent. Only by defeating the mighty beast of these lands will you win the favor of the gods. This quest will take you to the far reaches of this world, from the deepest forest to the highest mountain peak. You will craft powerful weapons, build unyielding castles, and sell longships toward the horizon. Yeah, this one looks good to me. Uh, planned release date? When Odin, when Odin is pleased. So, yeah. It doesn't have a hard release date yet, but it looks good. I think all the footage they showed was in like pre-alpha, so I don't actually know how far along this game is. But I saw like in like in the game, some of the creatures you fought were like massive trolls and stuff like that. That sounds about right from Valhalla, Valheim, just anything in the North Realm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Trolls, not I hope ogres. They ogres are Greece. And I don't know because this was the tenth kingdom, so I don't know how all that works. But I'd like to see things like the the Norse tree of life or whatever it is, but Yggdrasil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even some Norse gods, you know, that you have to come across or they meet up with you, give you special power or something. I don't know. It'd be cool. Maybe you get to meet Thor. Maybe. Who knows? I heard he's something of a dick. Yeah. I mean, he does have the whole world that he's got to save by himself. That's true. Poor and, guy. And the three things he's got to fight when Ragnarok happens is a giant sea serpent that's so big it can wrap itself around the world and eat its own tail. Uh, and then there's a wolf that pretty much runs the world. And then the lead, the, the, the queen of the underworld, whose name is... Hell. Hell. <laughs> but it's weird because she's more of a frosty hell instead of a fiery hell. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, but well. She's evil. She is. Another one we have is Iron Harvest. Oh, the yeah, game Iron Harvest is a real-time strategy game 
also known as an RTS, yeah. set in the alternative reality of 1920, yeah. just after the end of the Great War. The great thing about it is the developer, King Art Games, they've asked over 15,000 real-time strategy fans in a big survey what they expect from a modern RTS. Ooh. And they're in constant contact with their community daily to improve and tweak the game little by little. So this game looked, looks really good. It's set just after uh, World War One, also known as the Great War. Um, it's ended. Uh, the, the world's kind of coming back off the war, but there's this new discovery of these walking machines from an ancient time that are basically being weaponized again, starting a brand new war that is threatening to destroy all of Europe. And you get to take over and try to stop that from happening. Or if it's like other RTS games, you may even get to try to make that happen more. Oh, goody. <laughs> uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, it looks very similar to like the old, you know, like red alert games and stuff, but with better graphics. So it looks like a good command and conquer style game. I don't know. I, I think it looks good. Mm. If you're a fan of RTS, especially the old classic ones set in like the real world, this is going to be good. Never into RTS. I think the only one I ever played was Halo Reach. Yeah, it's going to be a similar. Or no, Halo Wars. Sorry, Halo Wars. Oh, yeah, I could catch. Oh, the trailer of this game I thought was really cool because it uses like old World War One footage, but then they put in CGI black and white video of these walking machines into that footage. So like you'll see like soldiers that are running like into trenches, but then behind them is like a walking machine with like a cannon on the front of it. Hmm. Looks pretty good. Pretty creative how they did the uh, did the trailer. Actually, Absolutely. it almost the way they did it. It almost looks like those old cheesy sci-fi films where like giant you know ants are trying to kill a bunch of people, but it like you see people running away in black and white, and it's like a like a regular ant that's been blown up to a massive size and then put over top the film. <laughs> uh, it looks it kind of looked like that. I liked it though. I enjoyed it. Uh, another another game that looked really interesting to me, uh, which isn't. Not an RTS. I was going to say it was an RTS, but it's not. It's a city-building simulation-style game uh, where you have to terraform Mars and make it uh, livable. But while you're doing that, because uh, you got you got to explore, you got to gather resources, uh, and you try to prosper, but things start going crazy. So basically, you're controlling this AI system that is set to make Mars livable. But in the trailer, it was like turning against you as you were trying to send rockets into the atmosphere to make the atmosphere like able to sustain oxygen or whatever. Like it blew up all the missiles on the on the surface and was like, no, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I don't I don't know. The game's kind of keeping what's happening under wraps, but it looks pretty dang good. Um, what's also cool is the map of Mars is based off of real geological surveying by nasa so you're going to get a decent idea of what the surface of mars actually looks like so yeah i think it looks pretty good i like city building games so this one looks interesting to me hmm. never got into city building games i just felt like it was too much responsibility on my shoulders to build someone else's town and then yeah. i let everybody down by having the sewage back up and then shoot out <laughs> their toilets in their own house and then they come yelling at me through the screen oh also i forgot to mention about iron harvest there's a demo out now on Steam, and the game is coming September 1st. Ooh. Not too, too far away. No. You can pre-purchase it, too. It's already ready for pre-order. Ooh, fancy. How about that? Yeah. 
So that was the uh, that was not all, but a decent roundup of the things we found most interesting from Tiny Build and the Gorilla Collective. Yeah, um, that that was a that was a long little tidbit. Yeah, but like I said, that wasn't all of it. There's it, much it more. Not. And if you're interested, you got to go watch the videos. There's a lot of good stuff. L- really good deep gameplay, especially in the Gorilla Collective, like the day one, two, and threes of it. Lots of good stuff. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, commentary and then talks from the creators, the directors, all those fun people. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of good information. Good stuff. But to wrap up our show, we're now going to go over the long-awaited, finally here. Can you believe what it looks like, though? PS5. It is a Wi-Fi modem tower thing. And people are saying the Xbox Series X is a mini-fridge. Yeah. Oh, dude, the memes have been fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> I love one meme, and it's Yu-Gi-Oh! based. Like, it, something was said about something, and it's just like, you lose. And then it's the PS5, but it has Seto Kaiba's head on the top of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. Because it looks uh, like Seto Kaiba's jacket. I, I'm I'm so glad the PlayStation 5 has finally been released. Because now we're really going to start getting information. And we're going to really see Microsoft and Sony start ramping up the information coming out. Yeah, especially the holiday season not too far away. Oh, yeah. And we haven't gotten firm, confirmed prices yet, but we have seen some leaks for the PlayStation possible prices, but they are all over the board. Yeah, absolutely. Target came out and leaked it like maybe a day or two after the press conference and was like, Here's the PlayStation 5 2 terabyte all digital edition for $399. And then yeah. we had Play Asia come out and say the exact same system, but for $699. Yeah, so I don't know what's happening. I mean, I'm saying I'm saying with all the stuff inside of it, five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks, something like that. I will not do the digital edition. I have over 90 games for the PS4 that are physical. I would like to have backwards compatibility. Yeah. So I, I'm telling you, it's going to be... I'm saying 500 so 499 and then 449 for the for the disc version. I'm saying 399 and 499 399 for the digital, 499 for the disc. Or as another podcast host said, the dick and the dick list version. The dick and the dick list. Yep. I I hope, I hope PlayStation has their lowest costing system at $399 because you know that Sony is going to have to, not Sony, you know that Microsoft is going to have to follow that. Because they can't, I mean, if PlayStation has has one of their consoles at $399, Microsoft with their one console cannot release it at $499. It won't sell. You're, they're going to have to release their version because they only have one that they've re- that they've announced. It's going to have to be released at three ninety nine, and that makes Either me excited. Three ninety nine or four forty nine, one of the two. Because the thing is, that though the three ninety nine version, if it does come out that, that's the digital only. Uh, yeah, it's the digital only. I don't. So, I don't care. I think Microsoft has to match it. Yeah, because but the thing is, because Microsoft has a disc drive in it. Unless they're going to come out and say, "Hey, we have a digital and a disc." Uh, I don't see why they would. I've watched a breakdown of the system, and taking out the disk drive wouldn't. I mean, it, the disk drive doesn't cost them anything anyway. There's no like the way it comes, like where it is inside the system and stuff. I mean, it's gonna be fine. Like, there's no reason to take it out. Mm. It might cost them more in development that they would make per per system. Just but to it redo just gives it. you that backwards compatibility. I mean, yeah, I like would... I want to play all my Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games on it. it... 
Exactly. And then for my PlayStation 4, I'm going to trade it in and get the disc version of the PlayStation 5. That way I can keep all my games. Right. Exactly. That's why I'm not sure. I'm not sure Microsoft will mess with it. I think Sony is thinking, hey, if we can get new gamers that don't have all the old systems and they can just buy the cheaper one and jump right in and people who want to play their old games will just charge them a little bit more, have a disk drive version. Yeah. That or way want, they get to keep all to their get... games and be able to play them and it's just taken away from the cost of them having to go out and buy the new version of the games or buy a digital version of the game. Yep, that might be the way they uh, they justify it. Only time will tell right now. New games. We'll see. I- I'm excited. Uh, but during Sony's press conference for its release, or not release, but announcement of, or not, I guess not announcement, but reveal of the PS5, there was also a whole bunch of games revealed. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to speed run some of these, but there are just going to be some that stick out and I want to talk about. Yep, I'll stop you if there's something I want to talk about as well. Okay, first off, we have coming to the PlayStation 5. We thought it might have been the next installment of the series, but no. It's just the enhanced version. Grand yep. Theft Auto 5, but this it will be free be... for PlayStation 5 owners. <laughs> this game's going to be enhanced for every new console ever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to keep getting more and more and more. Yeah, because I think I bought it for like the Xbox 360, and now it came out on the Xbox One, and I guess it's going to be on the new generation consoles as well. It was just free on the Epic Store. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hilarious. There's a lot of hype behind it. It's kind of like Fortnite. It's got a lot of faithful players. Followers. Yeah. I'm a San Andreas kind of guy. <laughs> Taking it back. Yeah. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Let's stop right here. Hells to the S. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Bring it on. I'm extremely excited for this. Spider-Man is my all-time favorite Marvel superhero. I my room is decorated in it. I absolutely adore the story behind it and everything about it. I loved Marvel's Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. It was a PlayStation exclusive. It's by Insomniac Games. Insomniac is behind Ratchet and Clank. Therefore, I already love the company. And now they're making this kind of ordeal. And I cannot wait for this. Tell me the story behind Miles Morales and everything. I hope they bring the Venom shock in. That's one of his abilities. The camouflage in. I want to see what stories behind it. Is Peter going to be in it? So many questions. Yeah, I really like the direction they've gone with this game as well. Instead of it being just a true sequel, it is basically the 2018 Marvel S- Spider-Man enhanced and then expanded into this new game. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I think that's a smart move. You get the old game and this full new game, it looks like. I mean, it looks like it's the old game and the new game all in one. It's going to be good. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready to swing into action. Next, we got Gran Turismo 7. It's going to be Gran Turismo. It's going to be a good racing game. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I know you want to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. My dog is named after this game for crying out loud. I have <laughs> loved this series. Everything from Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet and Clank Deadlock, Size Matters, Into the Nexus, uh, just any and all of them. It's just the whole fact that it is a linear-based game that has major replay value. You go through a wacky story, you get kick-butt weapons and gizmos and gadgets, 
And then the more you use the gadgets, they level up, they get better abilities. And then once you beat the game the first time, you get the ability to go through and level up four more times to get like their gold or their max out or their rhino version. And now they're bringing rifts apart. I knew this was going to be something because they always bring out a new Ratchet and Clank for every PlayStation system. And this one, the trailer was bonkers. Like literally, it's Ratchet and Clank falling through dimensions for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. Clank gets stranded somewhere, and he's just like, Ratchet, Ratchet. And then, poof, there's a girl, Wombax. Where did she come from? What's her story? I have so many questions about this. One of my friends is a super fan just like me. She did a full-on cosplay of the new Wombax two days after they revealed who she was. Holy crap. I was like, geez, you got all that together really quick. Hey, that's uh, that's not Ratchet. That's Ratchet. That's Ratchet's. Ha ha. I like what you did there. Yes. But the gameplay even looked fun. There was like little bits and pieces like where Ratchet's just running and then there's a giant gap on this train he's on. He ends up using some type of tether and then pulls a dimensional rift forward and then like it just bends time and space. So I can't wait to see how that plays into effect when it comes to combat, what type of puzzles we'd be looking at. And I want to see the new weapons. Like show me some new crazy stuff that is going on yeah yeah this looks really good and it also is keeping true to the classic ratcheting and clank stuff too Mm -hmm. so i think it's gonna be great it looks really good i mean you pretty much summed it up but it looks really good next we have a game that i think looks really good but i have no information on it and i don't think anyone does but project athia i couldn't tell you what this game is even about but it looks good there's weird demon dogs and stuff when they did the debut for the unreal engine 5 or is it 4 that just came out uh they they're uh, yes uh unreal engine 5 unreal engine 5 they yeah. did a debut for it that gameplay trailer that they did during it yeah. i literally thought this was it she was bouncing off of like different types of old ancient cave looking things she was making earth grow like, she was using abilities, parkouring. I thought it was pretty neat. I want to learn more about it. And it's going to be exclusive to the PS5, so it bring is. it on. It's being Plus, uh, it's being developed by Square Enix. Exactly. So, so it's you gonna know be, it's I mean, going to be, be okay. good. It's going to be good. It looks super unique. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I'm probably not going to own a PlayStation first anyway. But dang it, this game looks good. I'll have to. I have to you'll have to get it. I'll have to come over to your house. <laughs> Deal. Yes. Yes. Next, we have Stray, which seemed to be about a cat. Oh, yeah, that was, yes, that actually looked kind of cute. It was just a cat with a backpack. I didn't know what was going on. I don't really know what it's all about, but it looked cute. Returnal, it's a roguelite. It is a roguelite, and every time she dies, the planet changes. Ooh. I guess you'll be enjoying that one. Yeah, I'll be a (laughs) roguelike I get for the PlayStation. Sackboy, a big adventure. It looked okay. Destruction All-Stars. It literally looked like it's a fighting game style. It's, it's a sports game yeah. as well. But it's also a racing game. Um, yeah. But no, it's like a... It's, this is like a, a demolition derby. derby. Yeah, demolition derby. Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's all kinds of weird. There you go. This, this, this website says that the competitive car game looks to combine elements of Rocket League and Twisted Metal. Into an erratic arcade derby experience. There we go. There's so Rocket, Rocket League. League and Twisted Metal. 
<laughs> all into a uh, demolition derby. Jeez. Kenya, Bridge of Spirits. Looked really cute just because of the little dudes that are falling around. It gave me real Pikmin vibes. Yep. Goodbye, Volcano High. Honestly, was a little lost. Yeah. Another Odd World game. This one's all about Abe. Soul Storm. Yeah, that one actually looked pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo. This it's... is a Bethesda game. I... Yeah, that's I, this one looks pretty... It was This nifty. one looks interesting. Like, you're going around Tokyo, and with that, you're going... I don't know if they're going to call them Shikigami or Yokai, but you're going after evil spirits, and you're doing different types of magics or something that's going on. I, I'm yeah, really looking like forward like to this. You have different abilities or whatever, and you can see the spirits, but like the normal population can't. If I'm getting them... If, if I'm understanding it right, I don't know. There's... It looks pretty crazy. It, it looks but really good. It looks, it looks good. I, I want to play it's that. It's Bethesda, so we're going to get... Uh, it's going to be good. Bethesda's really... They're pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Fallout 76, which turned out to be okay after some updates. It was just on sale for $4 today. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Is it still on sale for $4? Yeah, GameStop.com. Oh my goodness. Guess who's going to go get it for 4 bucks? You better hurry. You got an hour. Oh my goodness. We're about to hurry this up. <laughs> after Ghostwire Tokyo, we've got Jet, the Far Shore. Uh, after that, we had Godfall. Which, which is was... from the creators of Gearbox, which are the people behind Borderlands. Yes. But... And it, this wasn't a new release, a new announcement. It was it was first announced, I don't know, a couple months ago, right? Yeah. But it, I mean, it doesn't look like anything that's appealing to me at this moment. Yeah, some of these some of these were a little hit and miss for me too. We have Solar Ash. I don't even remember this one. What was Solar Ash? Yep, that's a that's another game that people are gonna like. Not exactly my style. Yeah, it's by the people who created Hyper Life Drifter. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm pulling up the trailer right now because I, I can't I can't hardly remember what this thing looks like. There was so much that happened this weekend that my mind is just kind of fried. Yeah. It's it that's what we get. That's what we get mm. when we let your heart win. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, I remember seeing this one. I really don't know what it's about, but it kind of looks all right. Like people are like skating on the light, and there's like a giant black hole, and I don't know. I, I but I still don't know really what it's about. I like the art style. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's an interesting art style. Hitman it's Three, fresh. Astros Playroom, Little Devil Inside. Like the trailer that they debuted was. Yep. Like some old man living a luxurious life, and then there was like some kid just out there being a knight. And the only way I can remember it is like the kid was like climbing down a well, and there's a giant monster at the bottom of the well, so he drops a grenade. And like as soon as the grenade hits, you're gonna like wait for a boom, but then it flashes over to the old man, he's on a toilet taking a poop, and you just hear his poop hit the water. <laughs> That's the only way I remember this game, but for some reason, it's gotten a lot of backlash due to racial stereotyping. Really? Yeah, so the company had to come out and apologize for it. We have NBA 2K21, Woo Sports Ball, Bug Snacks, You Are What You Eat, <laughs> Demon Souls. That's a remake. Mm-hmm. Death Loop. Uh, that one, if I remember, oh, that one does look pretty good. It's Isn't that two the assassins that assassin? are engaged in an ongoing duel. Yeah, that one does look pretty good. Uh, and and like your your main character is set in the world. And everybody's against you. So, like, you're going to go through and you're going to die. Yep. So when you die, 
the day starts over. It's yep. like Groundhog. It's like Groundhog Day, and you just you keep fighting, you keep getting better, you keep learning the world, you keep learning different places to go and secrets until eventually you beat the game if you ever do. Uh, but not only are all like the townspeople and stuff against you, the main like this other assassin who is like super hard to beat is also against you. So you got to try to learn to avoid her and stuff. But my thing is, do you think it's going to be like two player or do you think that people can choose they want to be player Hmm. A and player B and then they just randomly pair you up with somebody that's playing the opposite character across the world? I don't know. I haven't looked into anything about uh, uh, multiplayer stuff on it, so I don't really know. Looks good. I I, kind of want to see what it gets into. Yeah. Resident Evil Village. Another Resident Evil game. How about that? I didn't yep. even when that one was playing, I didn't even realize what I was watching until the end and it said Resident Evil and I was like, "Oh, that makes yeah. sense." Next we have Pragmata from the gameplay, well, from the trailer. It was literally somebody in a spacesuit, they pick up a little girl and then they <laughs> go to the moon. Yeah. It was highly lost, don't know what's going on. They that really didn't tell you much. That was, that was basically like, "Here's a 1-minute video. Yeah. Now wait for the book." Yep. And last but not least, the biggest the biggest announcement of the of the thing besides the PlayStation itself, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel Whoa. to Horizon Zero Zero Dawn. Correcto mundo. Looks pretty good. This one takes place, uh, I guess, right after Zero Dawn, and you're moving from wherever you were set in that game out to the west, like past the Rockies and into like the Northwest, like Seattle, Oregon area, and stuff like that. Um, it says she'll be able to explore underwater and discover secrets beneath the surface as well. So I don't know if that was something that was left out in the first one. But it's I'm not I'm sure I haven't gotten far in the first one. Uh, the first one looked amazing. I've heard it's really good. I never owned a PlayStation, so I went, no. Even though it's yeah. out for PC now, or it's about to be. If any of you have watched Game of Thrones and you remember the red-headed girl, Egrid, she reminds me a lot of that girl. So there you go. Now you know kind of what she looks like and what her persona is like. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, well, never mind then. <laughs> and of course, you know, we can't leave out that there was the PlayStation release, which we've already kind of talked about. Two different consoles. Yeah, big stuff. I'm super excited about it. Dude, the color scheme of the new PlayStation is awesome. Oh, the white, blue, and black looks really good. It definitely looks, look-wise, it looks better than the Xbox. But I'm gonna, I'm probably going to still end up getting the Xbox. I'm just going to trade both of my current ones in and get the money off of the next ones. There you go. I'm sure they'll run some pretty good trade deals. Oh, absolutely. Uh, also, starting today, uh, June 16th, all the way through June 22nd, which is Monday, is the Steam Game Festival Summer Edition. So you're going to be seeing a whole bunch of uh, indie uh, developer game demos and releases and videos and press conferences so be sure to go over to steam check all that stuff out there's a whole bunch of stuff there's a big banner at the top when you first get on it that says steam game festival so you'll see it it's got flowers and mice growing on vines and stuff mm-hmm. i've literally been sitting here our entire time just going through steam and adding stuff to my wish list yeah so if you like to check out indie games that's kind of your thing this is the time to do it absolutely Ooh, Michael, did we just get through all this? We did. It took a minute. Oh, my goodness. We're here, finally. Over two hours into this thing. Almost two hours and and 30 minutes. Yep. We actually did really good at making this a manageable episode with all the information that we got this weekend. Because, to be honest, we didn't cover 
all of it at all. No, not we, all of it. Just what stuck out to us. Yeah, we covered the stuff that seemed the most interesting to us. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this, you need to go check out the stuff that's out there because there's some really good stuff. Uh, there, and there's going to be stuff that you think is interesting that we didn't mention. So definitely go check it out. It's uh, pretty nifty. There's a lot coming. And get your wallets ready. Yep, because if you don't, they're going to be a hurt. Whichever. Whatever you have. Your checkbook, if you Your please. money dollars. Your money dollars. Yo, plastic. No, mine's made out of metal. And with that, we'd like to ask you, <laughs> like, subscribe, follow, hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at the DXP Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Bio Mosley. You can find Patrick at Bloodthringa, which is B-L-O-D-H-T-H-R-I-N-G-A. Yep, yep. You can find us on Facebook, and from there you can actually book to be on our show on a Tuesday night when we record live on Twitch TV. That's right. If you don't We'd mind. We'd love to have you. Exactly. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you. Leave a review. All that fun stuff that people always ask you at the end of shows, because just know when you like and subscribe to us and support us, it moves us up in the rankings. Therefore, other people who we do not bug over a text message or email can see that we exist as well somewhere in the world. Yep. And if there's something that we missed this week that you want to hear about in the next episode, put it in a review, send it to us in a message, something. Let us know so we can get to it. We'd, lo- we'd love to do that for you. We'd love to hear from the people. That's right. That's what we're here for. So on that note, everybody, please... In this time of day and age, stay safe, stay yes. happy, yes. be loving, yes. and have a good night. We'll yes. see you next time. We'll see you. Woo! Okay. Okay.